0: From the Cyber Hub Bunker and studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, Security Gang, and Merry Christmas to all of those that are getting ready and counting down to the celebrations. Happy Hanukkah to anyone celebrating Hanukkah last night, the fourth candle of this glorious and amazing holidays where we essentially eat latkes and donuts in deep fried food. It's also really cold everywhere. Ken just said it. It's a brisk 10 under Ugh, cold. Good morning to Mr. Davis. How are you doing? Good, sir. Good morning, Eddie in big Dallas, Texas. Oh man. And good morning to, uh, um, uh, I believe we have a few other people on here that are unanimous, and so we'll keep them that way. Um, thank y'all for being here this morning. We've got a packed show to wrap up this week before we head into the holiday weekend. Um, a few things, just best practices. Don't push any code this week. Um, hatch your systems. Make sure your ship's pretty tight before you all head out on vacation so that you're not working this holiday season. Uh, or, or or, at least this holiday weekend. So um, a lot to go through on this morning's show. We're going to get into that here in just a moment, y'all. But my double espresso to enjoy a, a a hot beverage on this very, very cold morning. And I agree, Ken, it's very cold this morning. Very, very cold. I've actually got a heater running in the background. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. Kick off this morning's show with a critical vulnerability that's been found in the password state enterprise password manager. This was the researchers discovered that the password state enterprise password manager made by Click Studios is affected by serious vulnerabilities that could allow an unauthenticated attacker to obtain a user's password. The security holes which were patched in early November with the release of version 90.6 build 90653 were reported to the developer in August by Swiss uh, firm mod, mod zero. They discovered a total of seven types of vulnerabilities in the password state, uh, including issues related to authentication, authorization, bypass, improper password protection, hard-coded credentials, and a stored cross-site scripting flaw. An API authentication bypass track as CVE-2022-3875 has been assigned a critical severity rating as well. It could allow an unauthenticated attacker to bypass authentication. For the password state API, enabling them to gain access to the user's website. Passwords, one-time passwords, password lists, and other secrets by knowing only their username. The remaining holes have been rated medium or low. If you are using this tool um, or know someone who is using this tool, you want to make sure they're on the new version. Um, Listen, we're, we're seeing a trend here, right? Again, say it again this week. Said it last week. I've been talking about it for the last three, four months. The objective for threat actors has moved and it's moved from the endpoint and malware drops to identity. How can I get in and stay in and gain persistence and not necessarily use ransomware, but gain that data, that insight. And then eventually once I've got the entire topography, can I launch a uh, cyber uh, event on an organization and, and really have all the cards right at the end of the day, it's about leverage. Um, and that's what the threat actors are trying to get to. And that's why they're targeting companies like what we saw yesterday in and, and the last 24 hours with Okta. And then they've been p- parts of multiple security incidents this year. Now it's password state. We've seen it with one pass, last pass and so many others. So something to definitely keep in mind um, is if you're in the identity business, you're likely the number one target for threat actors. If you're in the password business. You're the number one target for threat actors. That goalpost has shifted. Not saying they're not going for your endpoints anymore and ignore them. They are, but uh, endpoint to identity is where we're going. The Guardian newspaper has been hit by a suspected ransomware attack telling staff yesterday not to come into the office for the rest of the week. With a suspected ransomware struck on late on Tuesday, the attack impacted a number of business services at the 200-year-old news organization, but not its online site or apps and they will continue to publish stories an email sent to employees shared by the record shows that the issues affecting king's place the vpn and the wires are ongoing and our it and engineering teams are working to resolve them they've essentially told everyone to work from home staff has been sent several emails asking them not to come into the offices um and uh, work remote the attack is delayed incidents in the uk where ransomware has been responsible for the majority of the british government's recent crisis management cobra meetings officials dealing directly with the ransomware issue told the record they saw no light at the end of the tunnel um and you know there's there's that targeting a newspaper with ransomware is also very very interesting by the way very very interesting because and again changes it changes the kind of the goalpost ethics of the game when you start to target traditional media outlets um then it becomes how do you trust those media outlets going forward how do you know it's not you know one of the big things we practiced in 2016 ahead of the, the presidential election was um what happens if like a twitter account for a major news site gets hacked day of election or day before the election and posts something um it, it'd be very hard to recover that and so Uh, We're seeing that here now with this ransomware attack on the Guardian, not ahead of an election, but could be a test to see exactly what the incident response plan is um, ahead of something maybe more major. The Godfather Android banking Trojan is targeting over 400 applications. The uh, Godfather, which is a banking Trojan, has been observed targeting 400 banking and crypto applications in 16 different countries, according to Group IB. Compared to Anibus, uh, the Godfather features updated command and control communications and implementations, a modified traffic encryption algorithm, a new module for managing uh, VNC connections, and updated functionality such as Google Authenticator OTPs. On the infected devices, the Trojan uses web overlays to still log in credentials, bypass MFA, and gain access to the victim's account. The malware can also record the device screen. Create VNC connections, launch a keylogger, exfiltrate push notification and SMS messages, send SMS messages, forward calls, execute a US SSD, uh, request, launch proxy servers, enable silent mode, and establish web socket connection. All of that, yeah. If you're sweating a little bit, you're right to do so. Godfather is likely distributed through a malicious downloader application hosted on Google Play and can imitate Google Protect, but without providing the actual scanning functionality. The threat can also be distributed using a malware as a service model, according to Group IB. Once it achieves persistence on the device, it creates a pinned notification and hides its icon. It also requests access to the accessibility service, which once granted allows it to use to issue itself the permissions it needs to operate unobstructed on the device itself. Uh, as of October 2022, 20, Godfather has targeted users of 215 banks, 94 crypto wallets, and 110 crypto exchanges. Most of the targeted banks were in the U.S., Turkey, Spain. The malware is also targeted banking applications in Canada, France, Germany, and the U.K. It appears to be operated by Russian cyber criminals since it has the traditional don't target the Russian language um, and avoiding countries like Russia, Azerbaijan, Armenia, Belarus, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Moldova, Tajikistan, and Uzbekistan as well. So, you know, we've got to kind of look at how our EDR changes over time and, We've got to move from signature detection to the exceptions to the things that that the threat actors use in order to not hit themselves with their own tools. How do we identify those and and how do we utilize those tools in our environments? The FIN7 hackers are creating an auto attack platform to breach exchange servers. These guys are good. The Russian FIN7 group, which are notorious, have... Uh, use an automated attack system that's exploiting Microsoft Exchange and SQL injection vulnerabilities to breach corporate networks, steal data, and select targets for ransomware attacks based on financial size. The system, which was discovered by ProDaf threat Intel team, uh, which has been closely following FIN7, in the report shared with Bleeping Computer, uh, they revealed details about FIN7's internal hierarchy, affiliation, and various ransomware products, Um the auto attack system discovered is called Checkmarks, and it's a scanner for multiple Microsoft Exchange remote code execution and privilege elevation vulnerabilities like CVE 2021, 34473, 34523, and 31207. Starting in June of 2021, Fin7 used Checkmarks automatically discover vulnerable endpoints inside companies' networks and exploit them to gain access by dropping web shells via PowerShell. Fin7 used various exploits to gain access to the targeted networks, including their own custom code and publicly available POCs. In addition to the Microsoft Exchange flaws, the checkmarks attacks platform also features an SQL injection module using SQL map to scan for potentially exploitable flaws on target's websites. After the initial stage, they perform post-exploitation steps, such as email extraction from Active Directory and Exchange Server Information Gathering. Uh, new victims are automatically added to a central panel where seven operators can see details about the compromised endpoint and from there they start their, their they, they actually start their due diligence figuring out what the company is who who, they're, who, they're, who they are how much money they make what kind of information they've got and then whether they, or not they want to actually launch a ransomware attack or whether or not they just want to exfiltrate the data and potentially sell that on the dark web so all of that is in their fence seven back and uh, uh, potentially targeting exchange really uh, in, in a way where you've got to kind of rethink how you defend it and how you approach uh, PowerShell and how you approach SQL. Um, all of that um, is, 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 is a lot of rethinking and kind of how do you get your security operations lined up with your engineering team here? That's going to be critical. Um, finally, uh, White House cyber advisor Chris Ingalls, someone who's been a friend of the industry for years, um, is stepping down in the coming months. The story broke last night. Ingalls, who was appointed last year to lead the office of the first national cyber director in his role, he also serves as the principal advisor to the president on cybersecurity policy and strategy. Uh, Kim Bay and Ace Walden, who serves as the principal deputy national cyber director, will serve as the acting director until the administration finds a replacement. Walden, a former counsel at Microsoft, joined the office in May, along with other senior hires. Ingalls has not denied his intention to step down from his role, didn't comment on his plans, but is expected to retire. Ingalls has had a really uh, uh, amazing career uh, for this country. Um, And and so him stepping down is a definite loss of a lot of knowledge uh, in the White House. So... um, definitely someone who um, we're grateful for his service to our nation, to the white house um, and to the entire cybersecurity commit, to uh, commi- co- entire cybersecurity community. Sorry. I came to say committee for some reason um, and, and definitely will be missed. Um, and hopefully we, that's not the end of him. Hopefully he doesn't just retire to a ranch somewhere uh, and, and stays active. That's it for our show today. Merry Christmas to everyone celebrating. Christmas over the weekend. Happy Hanukkah to anyone celebrating Hanukkah. As we, uh, Hanukkah's last day will be Sunday night. That's when we light the eighth candle. Um, And uh, Hanukkah just happens to line up with Christmas this year, which is absolutely magnificent. Have a great time off. Enjoy your time away. Really kind of unplug, spend time with your families and loved ones. Spend time alone, reading a book, doing something other than being on social media. Talk to your family about TikTok and TikTok dangers. Make sure they delete the app delete their data and get out of the app all together while you're at it if you've got family that uses TikTok um and most importantly breathe enjoy the holiday be festive and stay cyber safe cheers y'all we love feedback so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform